0: Thank you Janet Lee. wow, you've got that style and I don't know of anybody else that has it like you do. God bless you. Okay, and hello out there everybody. This is going to be uh, an adventure and we have a lot to cover and uh, we want to get going with it. Uh, JJ has some questions, I've been asking a few of those, answering a few of those each week. Uh I've got three here that he's asked that uh let's 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 hit let's hit it. Um it was number 4 on his list. Are there other life forms in the universe coming to God consciousness? Yes, there are. Uh <clears throat> how else do you suppose or would anyone suppose that you could totally understand the scripture when the when the Bible says Go you out into all the cosmos, all the universe, and preach the gospel. You're not going to just be preaching to humans. You may be doing some of that on some of the closer range, uh, uh, new living places for humans. Uh, But uh, yeah, the answer is yes. And uh, number five, is Lucifer restricted to earth or can Un go throughout the universe? Well Lucifer is most of the time in a spirit form and as I've been explaining uh he he has uh, means whereby he uh uh he he can uh, influence people and uh you know uh use their minds and so forth. <coughs> he is he he at this time is not limited. There are times that uh, limits are put on him as far as um you know uh holy places but if you remember in the book of job uh when the sons of god were meeting uh, he was there <coughs> number 6 uh what do the souls at the big dipper do well you, wow jj you are really into some deep questions here but um the uh you know there's there's lower hades there's upper hades and there's uh the third uh heaven which is uh paradise and so there's a lot of these things that are very incredible and I don't have time to give it all the scriptures for this but but uh what do the souls of the big dipper do well you have <coughs> the father's house <coughs> where there, where there are select people that go uh and you have the general place where where soul, souls go uh, where they are um in waiting like Abraham's bosom and um and in that location there is uh you know they are um trying to rebuild lost charge their their spirits lose charge uh, uh if they're not recharged and uh so there uh many of them are in what's called uh, spirit uh uh recharge cradles and uh, and it's, it's, a, it's a spirit world, uh, although that that is a physical place. Uh, you know, spirit worlds, uh, as you can see just from the aspect of human beings, how that the spirit abides in a human being, that in spirit worlds, the uh, spirits uh, in this universe do abide in physical places. And there's a lot more to that. What do the souls of the Little Dipper do? Uh, what do the Enoch's do? Well, Enoch in his offspring are are in the father's house, which is located in the little dipper and they're involved in um you know a, uh you know space exploration wars with the mantis uh their spiritual things their living things and uh, and there is also located there uh, at the father's house a, a swoo chamber and uh where uh, People are in these swoos uh, uh, sometimes while they're on other missions. Okay, well that's just you know a, a short way of answering a really big, big thing that uh, I've taught on. Uh, there will be more teaching on it, and uh, you're not going to comprehend that or maybe even believe that. But we do know that there are strange things, you know, like um, Malachi 2:15. It talks about the spirit residue and uh you don't usually hear that preached on but uh, there's a lot to that spirit residue and uh much more than than people could possibly even imagine and uh we'll be we'll be doing some teaching on that one of these days before too long now in the meanwhile uh what we want to remind you people that uh this today is the uh, continuation um Moses' is in a meeting at the at the uh um, the bush and uh, the burning bush and he's meeting with this angel of the lord receiving uh like David one day did the pattern uh by the spirit uh of how the house was to be built but this meeting of the lord that uh, meeting of the lord uh, with the lord at the fiery burning bush uh, has consequences of a m- massive extension, extensive nature of, of revelation and uh, <clears throat> he's he's receiving this revelation you can look up the meeting in first chronicles 28 11 through 19 uh but it's going on and he's also learning you know uh, uh the uh, secrets that will be needed for the future of he, he and his people uh, that has to do with um the uh the the wars of the gods. And of course that is the subject we are continuing on today. We are at uh part twelve, uh, interpretation of the lost uh, book of the wars of the gods. And uh uh Moses is, you know, learning what it means uh uh to have a divine escort. And uh, you know, uh, he's he's learning some things. Uh uh These things of uh, you know are incredible truths uh they are scattered uh throughout the bible uh The Bible talks in Romans about uh you know uh being predestinated and uh there is a, a predestination that we as a, uh spirit souls have uh I- I- you know with God, and uh that is not a minor mode that is a major awesome thing to to have a a relationship uh to where uh you are so important in god uh because you have a soul and and uh you know uh we we know that in in uh, in Romans 8 uh 21 it says that something happened where the creature uh you know was made subject to vanity and not willingly but by reason of him who subjected the same to hope. And uh, a, there is a plan, and in verse 21 it says that the whole plan is to be delivered from the bondage of corruption uh, to the glorious liberty of the children of God, of the sons of God, the daughters of God. And uh, it, it tells us that, that we are sharing uh, in a, a great groaning of all creation, uh, a travailing. And uh, it's, it's, it's a such a, a beautiful thing, uh, you know. And it distinguishes in verse 24 the, the this distinction and the difference between being saved by hope and then being saved by, as Jesus put it, he that endureth unto the end. Um, all of these things are, are incredibly important. Um, outstandingly, in uh, Romans eight twenty-nine. for whom he did foreknow. And, and, and that's, you, you've, got, you know, you've got to understand this, people, when we're getting to these deep teachings. Because without understanding this, this uh, precedence, uh, y- you, you can't hardly really grasp the totality of its meaning. But for whom he did foreknow, uh, he also, so these are two events, one that he foreknew us, and the other, that he also did predestinate. So that the knowing is not, is not uh, initiated in some concept of predestination. That before predestination is even into the picture, the Bible says he foreknew us. So that is not initiated in predestination, a concept like some people want to say, well, it was just predestined. And, and in this predestination, you know, that's, uh, we, we, it was sort of like a prophecy that, that, that we would know God. That is not what the Bible says. The Bible says, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate, making predestination the thing that happens after having already known to be predestinated, to become conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And verse 30, moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he glorified. That is power of the word. Wow. So, turn, uh, if you would like, to the book of Jerry. And uh, <clears throat> Let me read something from the book of Jerry. Uh, I think that uh, you'll find uh, we have a uh, categorical a simulation of, of subject that has the same underlying, underlying theme. And uh, so in the book of, of, of Jerry, um, uh, better known as the book of Jeremiah, and I'm not trying to say that I'm Jeremiah. <laughs> I'm having a little interesting occasion with you here. But um, uh, Jerry, you know, uh, in, in, in the the Hebrew, you can double the constants. So if we double the R, uh, then we have uh, J-E-R and then R-E, Jerry. And then sometimes I like to take Maya, Jerry Maya, and, and, and you know, uh, Read it backwards like you do in Hebrew, Ah, my. Jerry, <laughs> Jeremiah, chapter one, verse uh, you know uh verse, uh five has uh, some uh, interesting uh, comment, uh, and uh, you know we want to share that w- with you. Um, it goes like this. I beheld the earth, and lo, it was without form and void. Uh, I beheld the mountains, and lo, they trembled. Well, these kind of things can be something that is from the past, or they can be something from the future, or they can be both. So how does Jerry get into these kind of things? Well, God explained it to him in chapter uh, 1, verse 5. Before I formed thee... In the belly, before your mother was pregnant with you, I knew thee. And didn't I just read that to you in Romans about knowing, knowing God's people, and also then being uh, predestinating them? Before I formed thee in the belly, that's that's Jeremiah one five. I formed thee in the belly. I knew thee, and, and before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. You get your marching orders while you're still in the, in, in, in the womb, still a fetus, because you're predestined in that birth for a job, for a mission. But before you were predestined for that job and that mission, God already had a relationship with you. So it makes incredible sense when we look at the, at, at the book of Proverbs and we read chapter 8 in Proverbs. And it says, it says this, and, and and this this is so beautiful. Before. Chapter eight twenty five. Before the mountains were settled, before the hills, was I brought forth. While as yet. God, or the Elohim, had not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the highest part of the dust of the world. When, Elohim prepared the heavens. I was there, I was among them, when he set a compass upon the face of the depth, when he established the clouds above, when the Elohim, when it says he, I'm putting Elohim because that's what it represents, strengthened the fountains of the deep. When Elohim gave to the sea his, their decree, that the water should not pass his commandment when Elohim appointed the foundations of the earth, then I was by the Elohim as one brought up with them, rejoicing in the habitable parts of the earth. Wow. Wow. And one more on this subject. Turn to Job 38. Then the Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital d, which then means yahweh or Yahweh. answered job verse four, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare if you have understanding i I just read it to you, didn't i you You already know where were you um where where were you when uh verse uh five I laid the the measure thereof. Verse 6, whereupon the fountains were fastened. Uh, Verse 7, when the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Verse 21, thou knowest it, because you were born then. Now, King King James translation says, "Knowest thou it? Because thou wast then born," and puts a question mark. But there were no question marks in the original, uh, you know, text of the uh, of of the Hebrew. And that's just added. And that's why most of your other translations uh, say, "You know because you were born then." And you you know because your day you know the number of your days is great. In other words, you know because you are very ancient. Now, when we understand this word in that way, we are coming into the greater light of spirituality. And it is a dive into the deep word of God. Blessed be the name of God. So when we read scriptures like in Matthew 13, and we are so amazed of this parable that the kingdom of heaven is likened unto this event. You want to know about the kingdom of heaven? It's likened unto this event. A man, which represents male or female, which represents humankind, sowed good seed in his in his field. Well, that's still going on today. When a a man and a woman copulate and bring forth the seed, it's, it's, it's the tree of good and evil knowledge. Because that's what's going on on the earth today. And you have good seed and you have bad seed coming forth. They're both still coming forth, you've got, you've got the knowledge of good, you've got the knowledge of evil, it's, it's right into the genetics. And then Jesus explains that in Matthew 13. You know? And it says that while people were in a, a sleep, a slumber, verse 25, while they were in a loss of memory, they didn't know really who they were, they didn't recognize these other scriptures yet that I've just given to you. Something happened as the New seed began to develop and to grow. There appeared tares also. And someone asked, where did these tares come from? Aren't people just supposed to be like children of God and be good? Why do we have good people and bad people? And why do we have even a person that is sometimes good and sometimes bad? And then Jesus describes and explains the parable in verse 38. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. The children of the wicked one. You mean in the field, in the world, here on this planet Earth, for one thing? That the wicked one has children. Further explained, verse 39. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. These are the children of the wicked one, the devil. And it says you're going to have to just leave them be until the, the harvest takes place at the end of the world. And the angels come who are the reapers, and begin to separate the sheep from the goats. Now the goat is an interesting word because uh, in the Old Testament, uh, they use the word uh, Saturn, and that's the, the old word, the the, 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 the Saturn and uh some people like to pronounce it saturn but i call it saturn and that's the word from which satan is really based and we know the story in the old testament about the the goat that was sent out and and uh you know, with laden with some of the sins of israel and and that that is quite a very spiritually deep dive and we don't have time to get into that today but These are things that Jesus Christ taught. taught. And it says in the last chapter of the last verse of, of the Gospel of John, if all of the things were written that should be written, I suppose that the world could not comprehend them. If all the things were written, the manifest Bible... The Holy Manifest book is being made ready to be sent out to the whole world. And these messages that I am ministering and preaching are about these things that are in the Bible, but that the, the overall content is sort of held in a suspension of Senadaki in this great ellipsis, in which there's only a part of that part which is being evidenced in words and materialization of thought. But there's a great deeper amount that is inferred into the Scripture and even revealed, but... Separate it and scattered throughout the Bible so that you have to be able to, by the Spirit, put the puzzle together and and solve the labyrinth. What an exciting journey! What a, a moment of adventure to fulfill, greater than any archaeological expedition greater than any mind trip. It is taking your hand and putting it into the utter darkness of the void. And understanding that in the book of Psalms it says that God abides in the darkness. That he is in fact enveloped in this sanctus atmosphere of darkness, meaning that his word, because in John, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word was made flesh. Now, the word is made flesh, and we look and we say, it's just another human being. Now, we know who his brothers and sisters are, and his father's a carpenter, just another human being. That is one perspective. When you look at the word made in the flesh, but when you start taking it backwards, word made in the flesh, before it was made in the flesh, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, word with God. Then you keep taking it back, and the word was God. Now on the one side you have the deep, deep, deep well and the deep, deep, deep submission and the steep summit of God. And on the other side you have the offspring of Abraham, son of David, son of God. And so what does that add as an opening of insight? Well, what it adds is that there is a deep word. And we're preparing the people not only to go to the summits, but to to be prepared for a deep dive, to go down to the depths of the ocean and see worlds that once were that are now covered with the deep and begin to understand the real true age of the earth, the real story of Noah and the ark, the real revelation, as the Akkah, Akavah, the solution of riddles, of this wonderful, beautiful Bible, begins to be opened so it can be spoken like few people have heard it. It is exciting. It is a vantage point of the multiplicity of insight. It is a vantage point of understanding that when the foundation was laid that it was twelve foundations. It is an understanding. About things like Lucifer, who Lucifer was. It is so important. There are two very powerful, important scriptures. Most people have read these many times. But, you know, we can't get away from these scriptures, we can't ignore them if you ignore them then you are really missing out on the deep utter truth of the Bible and I can tell you right now you don't want to miss out on these things now in Isaiah 14 28 there was a question asked and that question was expected by you the reader to solve it how art thou, how art thou fallen from heaven O Lucifer, son of the morning. How art thou cut cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? Well, how did Lucifer fall? That's the question. Is this supposed to be just some silly suggestion just to tantalize you? Absolutely not. God doesn't play games like that or reward people for thinking that he does. But he's asked a question. How how did Lucifer fall? How can someone be a great angel of God, a cherubim, having lived for ancients beyond ancients beyond ancients, not only of this universe, but of of other universes? How could they be An archangel, how could Lucifer fall? And that's what this subject is about today. How could Lucifer fall? And what is the story? And how do they deal with it when an archangel falls? How do other angels deal with it? And who has the power of the other angels to deal with it? Are there laws? Are there abiding, uh, uh, you know, perspective uh, bits of information compressed and compacted that can be opened up and unfolded like an accordion bellowing out? Of course. What caused Lucifer to fall? Well, the preposition for, which is a, is a causation words. Here's a cause. For thou hast said in thy heart, and this is Isaiah 14, 13, I will ascend in the heavens, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit upon the mount of the congregation. Lucifer didn't fall because he wanted to sin. Lucifer didn't fall because he wanted to become pagan. He fell because he wanted to be more righteous. Because he wanted to expand his state of spirituality. He wanted to be greater in the sight of God. He wanted to reach above anything that had been obtained by any other angel and exceed it. He wanted to be at the summit of the mount. That's what the Bible says. If you don't believe that, you don't believe the Bible. But you know what? There's a danger in that. And this is a thing that even today Christians do not understand. There is a danger. There is a danger that if you try to exceed the righteousness or the call that God has given you, if God calls you and says, "I want you to be a doorman, a doorman at the temple," and you say, "Well, that's great, but uh, you know, uh, I think I can do better than that. I want more of God than that." And uh, I want to be the high priest. It seems like that having a desire to be something greater in God would be a plus. But when you step out of your mission, when you step out of the fold that you have been put into, and that is your job, and that is your 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 role as the actor or actress that is in this great movie uh Picture this great, uh, you know, uh, theatron. Then it becomes a sin. You've got to finish out your role. If everybody decides they're to want to play the same, play the role of the high priest or the king, then there's no one left to 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 uh, you know uh, minister the door and all the other parts. Someone might say, well, you know, I, I play, uh, you know, a, a stringed lute, and God told me to do that. If that's your mission, then that's what you want to live, that's what you want to perform. That doesn't mean that while you're on that mission as a dorman or as a, as a musician playing a lute, that you cannot, in your mind and in your heart and in your spirit soul, that you cannot know all kinds of incredible revelations of God. You are not hindered or hampered. You are not stalled. You, you are not put into a wall that's of demarcation that separates you from being able to know these things. But live what God has, has given you as a mission to live until God says, okay, now, as he did to John, he said, let me show you something, John, You've been ministering in this certain plane, in this certain level. Now I'm going to bring you up higher. Come up here and let me show you what the real truth and the real story about Jerusalem is. And then, one of the other incredible stories, um, you know, is in the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel 28 and this is where um, a familiar spirit type of thing, uh, a metaphor is, is given of, uh, of Ezekiel, uh, uh, or pardon me, in, in Ezekiel, of um, uh, Lucifer using uh, someone who is, uh, is called Prince of Tyrus. In chapter 28, Son of man, say unto the Prince of Tyrus, Thus saith God, because thine heart is lifted up, Thou said I will sit in the seat of God. It's the same thing that it was saying in 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 Matthew or not Matthew, beg your pardon, in, in the book of Isaiah, chapter fourteen. Same thing. See? But then it describes this Tyrus and it says in verse three, You, you are wiser than Daniel. There is no secret they can hide from thee. If you think that you can pull a trick on Satan, then you better be a very special person and have a very special anointing of God because it says there is no secret they can hide from thee. Now, you might be able to hide it for a while if you're really under the anointing, but eventually he'll find it out. It says, with thy wisdom and thine understanding, you've gotten riches and gotten gold and silver into your treasure. Now, these things are so interesting. They are so interesting. But we find in this lump of tremendous information there is a the, a, the bottom line of explaining who this Prince of Tyrus is. This Prince of Tyrus is not just a nobody. This Prince of Tyrus is described in verse 14. You aren't just a man. You aren't just a human. Let me tell you who you really are. Let me tell you who this son of man, Prince of Tyrus, really is. Verse 14, thou art the anointed cherub that covereth. You're not just a cherub. You're not just a cherubim angel, one of the cherubims. You're more than that. You're the anointed one that was chosen to cover. To cover for what? Well, to cover for the time of creation. And to cover the ophanims who are the creators. And you were on the holy mountain. And you walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Verse 15, you were perfect in your ways at that time when you were first chosen. Wow. And you, in verse 16, the end of the verse, are the covering cherub from the midst of the stones of fire. And Verse seventeen it makes it clear that this is is a beautiful, wise and bright indivi- individual. But there's going to come a time in which he he will have judgment come upon him. Verse eighteen and verse nineteen. So does there need to be a trumpet of Gabriel sound? Does there need to be a call by the angel's trumpet that says, John, come up higher. Come up here. Let me put you in a vantage point where you will be able to see like you've never been able to see before. I'm going to show you God. And if you think that's simple, think again. Because guess what you need to know about God? You need to know that God is invisible to the human mortal body, to the human mortal human physical soul. Invisible. And John must say, but how can I see God when he's invisible? Well, you'll have to be able to see him spirit to spirit because the spirit can see another spirit. And we're going to allow you to see God, not by the flesh, because the flesh cannot stand that much holy, holiness. And we're not showing you the, 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 the first presence of God. We're showing you you know, another presence, the second and third presence of God. But we're opening up this invisible portal and shown you how that you can take your spirit and go through it. And what a moment. What an absolute glorious moment that that can be. Oh, garden of God, paradise of, of Eden, rise up and let us see the tree of life. And let us see the river of God. And let those sayings come to pass when we have been so baptized, so enthralled, so filled with the Holy Spirit, that our physical, human, mortal body cannot contain it any longer. And the sudden wind of the Holy Spirit that has filled all of our body house suddenly begins to burst out through us as rivers of living water. That will be the day that the Lord has made. We're going to take a five minute break. Janet Lee is going to play the organ. And then we're going to get into the Holy Manifest Revelation on Lucifer. And here we go again, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, God has put a spirit on me this morning that before I uh, do a continuation on that part of Satan, that there's a part that I need to uh, read which really sets up this whole thing and makes it more understanding uh, in in a way of continuity. And uh, this is from the Holy Manifest, and a chapter called A Time to Plant. And I can tell you that this holy manifest uh, is an explicit of a manifold revelation given to me by Gabriel the Archangel and that it is incredulous, it is awesome, and it girts the mind when you receive something like this into your head and it changes you from the creature that that you were this is called extromit or extromit e-x-t-r-o-m-i-t in bliss of the first domain those of you that haven't followed the teaching you don't know what the first domain The first domain is the heaven of heavens. There are all kinds of heavens out there in the universe. They are physical heavens. But the heaven of heaven is a spiritual abode. And domain is a name that you might not recognize unless you knew. When you say the kingdom of God, and almost everyone that reads the Bible is familiar, familiar with the kingdom of God. But that kingdom represents two words, king and dumb is an abbreviation for domain. So it's king's domain. So this domain has a a story to it. We're not getting into that today, but it is the basis from which we are uh, going to be speaking. In the bliss of the first domain, encompassings of joy, peace, and love, deepened and deepened, flows of knowledge and insights to God-worlds of mind-sharing grew and grew, glory to glory, gleamed in wonderments of bondings, glorifications and quickenings. And so overcomers and angels abounded in the comforts and the girdings of the first domain. <clears throat> After eternities of forever had passed, there was felt an awesome quickening aura glories laminated upon aura glories as thick bellows thickened until a distended intensity of aura light began shining with crescendoing brightness suddenly spike-like spike-like beams flashed out of the first domain and into the voids to touch the density of the was that was density was stretched to physical heavens Physical heavens were stretched over heavens. Potentials of constructions seethed in readiness to be born. Beyond the first domain, in what had been the outer voids, a time to plant had come. The first domain, a shifting of cycles and a knowing of charges, set in upon the angels. In the first domain, that is what happened. A white shimmering began to lift away. From them, and float in wispies, their dehaling and their de-glorification had begun now, when the angels leave this high state of glorification, uh, they have to go into the de uh, and into the de-glorification, uh in order to uh, be able to uh, even attend being in the subduction zones of the physical universe. After the angels were shifted into the fringe cycle uh, uh, and awareness of outer missions, the fringe cycle is on the fringe of the first domain, and it is it it has lesser of the dehallowing and lesser uh, lesser of the uh, glorifications. Uh, it's it's a fringe, and and it allows you to make this transition. At first, their countenance slipped into puzzlements. And a great surprising came upon them as they thought of the sh- of the shedding of their heavenliness and the entering into the divulsions of matter as they began to sing discount uh, discounts um, an awesome smelling of frutescence filled their minds suddenly pregnant with accelerations now there's um, you know accelerations used. as a special word, Um, taking accelerations and combining it with excellent. So we get accelerations uh, of yellow light and over-surging with desires to reach out, they were embogued, E-M-B-O-G-U-E-D, at dramaton speeds into the seas of space, radiance and matter. As a mighty river gushing into a mighty sea, the angels poured into space, their memories tumbling with them. Yaviel, Michael, Gabriel began photo-stitching of lines and verse. The Soundron word began forming structures called planetomes, and so it was each of the leader lords, Yaviel, Michael, Gabriel, built Planetomes for themselves and their angels to live and travel upon. The beginnings of the creation of the eighth universe had begun. A time to plant was at hand. Now, people many times would get confused when they think that um Jesus is depicted as an angel. I shared with you last week how that uh, very uh, well-known theologian uh, had finally come to the point he had to admit that the old testament uh describing in several instance, incidents about uh angels that those particular a, uh, angels without question or doubt had to represent uh, the, the lord and and so god has this descended in different ways in the in the garden of gethsemane uh and and also in in at the tomb where of uh, the uh, of the place of the rich man uh when he came out of the tomb he appeared as a gardener um <clears throat> he's been photo transitioned in different f- forms even when walking on the road to damascus and 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 other experiences so it's very very important to understand that um that, you know, that life here on this planet is a stage. And sometimes even the highest angels, the highest entities of God are given roles to play. And he and Jesus took on a role. He took on the body of the uh, of Abraham, <coughs> Abraham's seed, and did not choose to take on the form of an angel. And so, um, and and we also know that um, that in the New New Testament uh, of the Scripture that that says that uh, that Christ is going to come again uh, himself with the voice of an archangel. So, the Scripture is there. The power of the word is there uh, don't jump to conclusion if if uh, uh, if as the Bible says, uh, you discover that you have been entertaining angels unaware because you could not recognize the form uh, do not. Limit Christ because Christ, uh, with his capability, takes on many different uh, forms and has many different missions, and so we'll just leave it like that. You should be able to read in between the lines. Uh, we gotta, we gotta keep rolling here. <coughs> and so Yaviel, Michael, and Gabriel built planetomes for themselves. Planetomes are like. Um, small planets but they're of quite a good size and uh, you know some of them could be as large as, as almost the moon and some of them are smaller than that but uh, they they are able to travel through the space of the of the universe and they are able to have a complete world that they live on and they're created and made and they're called planet domes. and uh <clears throat> and they, they built these planet domes for themselves and their angels to live and travel upon The beginning of the creation of the eighth universe, that's the universe we are now in, had begun. A time to plant was at hand. Praise the name of God. Isn't that exciting? (coughs) Excuse me. That is so exciting. Blessed be the name of God. Okay. And it was so that the intimate, intricate memories of the first domain vanished from the minds of the angels. Such was the manner of happening, along with the dehaloing uh, and glorification, for the purity of the first domain was contra to the inferior orders of the physical worlds, inasmuch as one state cannot abide with the other. <clears throat> it came to be that Yaviel, Michael, and Gabriel began to seek instructions in the codes and the laws from the sound line. Whereby, in the rising of the eighth universe, its creations and creators could be guided by M's kingdomship in the course of process, um, in the course of that process. Therefore, the three angels, uh, Yaviel of the Ophanims, Michael of the Seraphims, Gabriel of the Cherubims—decoded light signals and flashes of the sound line and wrote. I am's holy mandamus for it was so that the seven spirits of God, the seven plural thoughts of God called the Holy commission had breathed into the sound line, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> had breathed into the sound line to set forth activation points in the sound line, whereby could be set forth decrees and bounds of morality and conscience Therefore, by strumming those activation points of the sound line, signals could come forth to inform principalities and governments and concerning creators and creations, laws of rights, uh, liberties, and bounds. And that is what the holy uh, mandamus is. Mandamus, M-A-N-D-A-M-U-S. Okay so now we read we've we've read some of this to you before but I want to go over this again this is important because we're going to be getting into the the legal consequences of of uh, of the dispute of of um, Lucifer's guilt and to show that there were laws that the angels had to uh, had to operate by, and that when they didn't operate by those laws, they broke those laws, and therefore they committed an offense, and that there that there was a great commission uh, uh, composed of the seven spirits of God. Uh, the, each of those are plural plural, plural spirits, but um, we've explained that to you before. The holy man damas of creation law, uh, one. Creature or angel shall not have the right to divine itself or esteem itself above its destiny. Two, creature or angel shall not worship any god but god almighty I am. Three, the angel. Uh, angels shall not tempt the creation for righteousness or evil four the angels shall not show themselves contemptible of the creations five the angels shall not conspire together to advance their positions six the angels shall not take power to possess or control the creations except for creative purposes by the permission of the holy commission seven let not the angels interfere in the affairs of emerging generations whether good or, or for evil only when the free mortal agencies, or pardon me, the free mortal entities willingly request, or subject themselves by their destinies, may the angels use these powers. Now, this is very important. This is telling us that that arising or emerging generations of entities have, by these laws, a right for that that uh, self-development. And uh, the angels that come are under laws that that their ability to interfere uh, is uh, very much tied in uh, to controlled uh, actions and and they are not, uh, uh, even though they are more powerful, they, they are not allowed by these laws to go in and take advantage or, or to be over-authoritative with these creations. So in verse 7, as I read, and it says, let not the angels interfere in the affairs of the emerging generations, whether good or for evil, only when the free moral agency um, uh, willingly requests or subject themselves by their destiny, may the angels use their powers. That's why we have the power to be able to say to Satan, get thee behind me, Satan. Get thee behind me, Satan. And and, and, and if the angels, even the the devil's angels, do not obey that, they end up breaking this law and it goes against them in the judgment day. Number eight, let not the angels subject themselves to the creations, for this is sin. They're not to, they're not to you know, become part of the creations. Verse nine, where the good invincible spirit or the good humble spirit or the good seeking spirit shall arise in the creation, let not its fullness or pleading be in vain, for the cause of that of that good one's exceptional spirit. The angels may take power in the creation over the over the well and free moral agency of all others who oppose. If, if they oppose someone, the angels can step in and interfere. If that person is like a, a good person, it can, it can act as a guardian and protect them. Therefore to secure that good one's liberty, the angels may override all others so that the good spirit is in alignment. Ten when on creation missions, let the angels separate themselves by kinds uh, into ranks and divisions so that they are at least uh, so that there are at least three positions of creating judgeship, guardianship, and creatorship and let each order of the angels assign positions within their ranks uh, for their task. Now there's to be three different positions. That the uh, that at least in any creation, when angels go in to create, and and so um, we had those three positions are there's to be a judgeship, That's these are the overseers. There's to be a guardianship, and there's to be a creationship. Guardianships get involved in helping the creatorship. Let each order of the angels assign positions within the ranks for their task. The angels shall not. Uh, make known to the creations the higher things of wisdom and knowledge unless those creations have reached the degrees of the blue purple scarlet light upward. There's a place that, that a person has to be before they are allowed exce- with the exception of special uh, you know, extension that sometimes is given. Uh, that's why for years and years and years, and I mean a lot of years, we did not uh, go outside of our school of the prophets to teach these things of the Holy Manifest because it was not the time. And and uh, it is only to happen as a revelation to people who are able to be in that degree of the blue, purple, or scarlet lights and upward. Uh, there can also, however, come an age in which uh, an age is a blue age or a purple age or a scarlet age, and then all the people within that age are covered to be able to hear these things. The angels shall not war with the uh, creations or with one another except it can be shown at judgment as a vital act to preserve the endangered course of destiny. 13. Should a vital act of war be deemed necessary, the angels shall not war by accelerations. But shall contend by persuasions of the law. Should this fail, only then may they war by the mind, accelerations of the lights. The victor shall take power and render justice by law. The holy commission shall render at the white throne judgment whose acts were righteous and whose acts were unrighteous. Fourteen. Should evil angels, uh, pardon me, should evil creations arise that are habitual transgressors trans uh, habitual cr- transgressors of the divine laws of uh laws uh, who after having um, many opportunities to re- to repent reject them then shall the uh, angels influence the elements That's the minute here. then shall uh, the angels influence the elements against these transgressors now this is meaning the angels that were not involved in those particular acts, but the good angels, will influence the elements against those transgressors and cause cause their spirits to turn one against another until they perish. And don't read too much into that word, perish, because uh, a lot of times people think that perish is the ultimate end. That is not necessarily uh, always the case. Fifteen. The angel shall have the power of influence to reveal by signs and wonders God's glories among the creations. um, Okay, let me reread that. The angel shall have the power of influence to reveal by signs and wonders God's glories among the creations. However, discretion must be used to separate that which is interference from that which is influence. Sixteen. During the courses of the emerging generations of the universe should occasions arise whereby the angels should commit error or violate the laws of the Holy Commission or transgress against the will of the Almighty God, then shall the highest order of the angels that have not failed or been part of the the fray choose the judgment and and the remedy to attempt delivery of the uh, 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 violators. uh, those errant angels from their sins, uh, to attempt make an attempt to deliver the violators who are the errant an- uh, angels uh, from their sins, to get them delivered from the sin that they created or that they act- actuated. 17. When angels shall arise in the creation or among the angels, um, when, when, pardon me, when evil shall arise in the creations or among the angels and they use the powers and the forces of the universe to gratify their evil deeds or to subject creations or angels to their control then shall the leader angels and their host who have not sinned have the right to stand up for the creations or angels, and to resist and defy uh, each evil deed—that is exactly what happened and is revealed in Revelations 12, in which there was war in heaven among the angels. Uh, this was angels using this uh, number 17 law to be able to go and and to modify uh, what they felt was being done uh, incorrectly and and uh, in, and sinning-wise. 18. When high knowledge is given to creations that obtain the blue-light level of consciousness, but they or their generations turn evil, then shall the angels cause that knowledge to be confused until a new generation emerges with blue-light consciousness or a regeneration of those that sin occurs. 19. Angels beware when you translate into the lower accelerations, lest you linger too long in them and lose your power to spin free. For then shall you be stripped of your memory until you are a mere brute creature of the world. 20. You shall not take higher forms of life and breathe them to lower forms of life, nor shall you transplant the cell of life from the emergent generations of a higher level to that of a lower level. Twenty-one. World shall not invade world. Whosoever, uh, what, whatsoever emerging generation shall war against another Emerge, emerging generations uh, of another sphere to take advantage or, or gain uh, shall incur the fervent white heat of God's wrath, or as it may be said, indignation. Twenty-two angel or creature shall not reproduce the life of an entity by such means as does not divide the donorship of the ovum except for the survival of species and the overshadowing or translation, twenty three when a world is invaded by evil aliens or of another sphere, or by unjust spirits that have assumed uh, that world's life forms, then shall the angels in charge of the guardianship arise to save them from against those invaders. The spirits of those uh, uh, creatures that sleep during intervals of physical termination uh, shall not be tampered with, they shall rest in peace between the burnings and the cycles until their final resolution however spirits who are restless whose memories linger shall have liberties for mercy's sake 25 to the angels is given the task to preserve and to keep records to keep records of their missions now when i was asked that question about you know what do some of the angels do and how do these things you know Keep uh, them busy. Believe me, there is a there is a law. There are laws, and they're quite massive. This, uh, you know, uh, Mandamus is is a, a, a book of laws. Okay, holy laws of the universal covenant. One world shall not enslave world. Individuals shall not enslave individuals. You shall not for the purpose of control fuse the brain tissue of one enemy to that of another. You shall not for the purpose of control fuse cell life of the lower higher emergent generations to each other. Um, for you shall not remove persons or things of substance from the living realm of a world uh, of an alien um, wh- uh, which uh, world uh, uh, of which, which uh, co- could uh, change the balance of that world's present, future necessities. just a moment. Put something here. Okay. <clears throat> Five. You shall not strip or invert the atomic structures of life of the cosmos in such a way as would extensively alter the course of natural destiny or demise environments, or, de, or demise environs. 6. You shall not introduce into a living cosmic uh, realm types of life that are not compatible to types of life natural to that realm's habitat, or use acts of terror. 7. You shall never annihilate a form of life to the point the last progenitor is made extinct whether that form of life is good or evil god shall decide eight when you plant life forms on the distant realms you shall be responsible to never abandon them nine when you mind the heavens and its planets you shall not remove matter minerals or energy in such a way as to to deplete a realm of its resources. 10. You shall not attempt to alter the vibration of the soundtron. To do so is resolute death. 11. When aliens by provocation make war against non-aliens of other aliens or other aliens who have been living quietly and and uh, uh, non-harmfully, then those non-aliens shall be free by universal co- uh, by universal code to the limits of whatever force is necessary to save their creation. Twelve, you shall not preserve the cell life of an entity for the purpose of revitalizing it beyond three passing generations of its lifespan. If it shall not be recalled by that time, let it be destroyed. For as long as this cell life is held in the state of preservation, for as long as this cell life is held in the state of preservation, this, its spirit can uh, not rebound to the creations. However, if that entity was the last progenitor of a form of life, then uh, there shall not be a limit on its preservation. 13. You shall not make the preference of a sex so as to extinguish male, uh, female, or hermaphrodite from the living. 14. A world that emerged male and female shall not by practice or force resolve that physical realm to change its sexual inheritance, nor shall a world that emerged hermaphrodite removed by practice, uh, uh, resolved by practice to force that physical realm to change its sexual uh, sexual inheritance. Fifteen. The higher emerging uh, emerging generations shall have first cause and first rights of survival over the lower emerging generations. Therefore, when the expansion of the higher emerging generations necessitates removal or the use of lower emerging generations, the higher emerging generations have the preeminence, but let them also show mercy. 16. You shall not plant devices in the brain to control a living subject so as to enslave him. Seventeen. You shall not bombard the neurons nor chemicalize the brain of a living entity of the higher emergent orders, an entity such as a human who who uh, is above the general animal, uh, by which to control the entity for slavery, ideology, doctrine, or religious reasons. Eighteen. You shall not, for the purpose um, uh, to control an entity, manipulate the genes. Or perform surgical interception of the natural developmental processes of the of the entity's uh, brain uh, by methods to program the behavior mechanisms. Uh, Nineteen, you shall not give mental power to the machine to rule over the living entity, like uh, computers or scramblers. Now, you're not familiar with the word scramblers. Re- remember, this this revelation was given like about uh, close to forty years ago way before a lot of the uh, the computers were doing much anything uh, or even, you know, happening, at, you know. And um, way before uh, many of these things that it's saying here are, I know, going to be way beyond uh, a lot of the people's minds because they're going to try to put it in context with, with uh, you know, modern today things. But this is so far beyond the time that, that uh, you can only understand it If you understand it in the future time, okay. So you know, not to give mental power to the machine to rule the living entity. It's talking about computers and also talking about scramblers. Now scramblers are of an advanced uh, new kind of of machine, and uh, they're more advanced than computers. They have not uh, come into creation yet, but I know about them and I know what they are and. it It will be understood in in that day as as we come into to a deeper uh, uh, opening of the future uh, <clears throat> twenty you shall not uh, be subject to the good angels to obey them for they are the embassy of emissaries of God, but you shall refuse an evil angel's presence twenty one unto the ones who enter another realm desiring to paternalize with the entities of such a realm they shall fall under the laws that rule those entities you shall not uh, 22 you shall not replicate your image beyond the number of transitions you are capable by retraction to recall each image for the lingering of even one image can divide the oral signal 23 you shall not for the purpose of creating warring creatures of destruction give a brain of flesh and blood uh, a body of creature made mechanism 4:24 uh, when you travel uh, when you traffic among the stars you shall not fail to carry the words of the holy manifest wow this is really beautiful stuff and we're making good time here <coughs> 25, you shall not uh, transmission the seed of life indiscriminately into space, nor shall you indiscriminately fire rays or weapons into space twenty six beware of the com- of the chemical computer, uh, lest in feeding it all your knowledge it overwhelms and destroys you twenty seven you shall not program any one computer with ultimate knowledge, but shall spread the knowledge among many computers with protective backup systems to secure you twenty eight you shall not destroy the habitual criminal, but you shall banish un to islands, satellites, and remote host bodies of the planets. There let the prisoner work to earn Un's un's keep until such a one's days are ended. If the prisoner shall not work and Un is not sick, neither shall such a one eat, even if Un shall die. Twenty-nine, relating to the reform of human criminal behavior, exceptions can be made regarding the habitual criminal to take appropriate medical procedures to emasculate their vigor for sexual intercourse. Uh, This... Could uh, apply especially to the rapist and the murderer. Let un have no power to reproduce. You shall not preserve un's cell life in storage, except un is the last progenitor of a form of life. Thirty, concerning the lesser criminals, let them be there, Let there be manufacturing in their prison centers. Let them work and learn that their minds may be healed. Let them be employed, but, uh, but allow from their income a defraying of the cost of their imprisonment, and also have them contribute to the expenses of the inmates who are ill. If uh, they are healthy and refuse to work, let them not eat. And if they shall not eat, let them die. You shall not torture the criminal or extract greater labors than expected of a free entity. 31. When the population of the entities, uh, and this is talking about of the world, shall exceed the physical capabilities of the land to sustain them, and there is not a meaningful proposition to alleviate the condition, then you shall draw lots among the eligible, and only those selected shall progenerate the new seed, that progeneration being limited to one child. Therefore because of the laws of group survival being higher than the law of personal aspiration, They that break the law of the lot must suffer the transplant of the child. Now, transplant of a child is not the same thing by any means as abortion. Uh, This is a very advanced thing uh, that is not possible during this time, but in the future will be able to be possible. And I don't have the time to go into it right now. But uh, must suffer the transplant of the child. Nevertheless, they that are intent of progeneration of their genes Uh, but have failed to draw the lot, may store their sperm and ovum for future preservation. 32. You shall not show mercy to the lame, the deaf. uh, Let me start over. 32. You shall show mercy to the lame, the deaf, the blind, and those handicapped in other ways. Let them work if they can, for it is satisfaction to them. If they cannot work, then society shall maintain them. 33. You shall never torture anyone or anything. 34, you shall never war except for defense or to help the self-defense of a weaker companion. The final draft of time will bring the ultimate good. Therefore, even a thousand years is not too long to wait for peace. 35, you shall not use the machine uh, cybernetics or um, uh, a disinformation agency. 36, you shall never choose hate over love as the theme for any purpose. All right. Now, um, this next part that it gets into, and I've only got about five or ten minutes left here. This is called transition. These are the words of Yaviel, the great archangel, which Yah spoke to Yah's legions of angels. The house of your father, whom I shall have, uh, whom I am, shall have many mansions in the lakes of smoke. Lakes of smoke is the. Uh, You know, another way of talking about the Milky Way galaxy. The lakes of smoke that sparkle with many fires, we will give honor and glory. Now, this is like a prophecy. It's it's knowing about something that's going to be created before it's even been created, Uh, or knowing about it uh, as it exists in a different form and is going to be changed to uh, some other kind of form. In the lakes of smoke, that uh, sparkle with many fires, we will give honor and glory to the Almighty I Am, our God. For tabernacles shall be raised uh, from clay, and the spirits of many risings shall inhabit them. Then in the morning star of angels, pre previsualized the creation in their minds. With soft singings they praised the great Biom. With and with great shouts of joy they exclaimed, We are the offspring uh, of Almighty I Am. Yaviel continued to speak, uh, Our mission is to plant the heavens and to accelerate the latitudes of habitable realms and thereby create worshiping spirits uh, who shall inhabit the earth in habitable places of heaven. Make a note here on something. Okay. Okay. Uh, This, um, uh, uh, we shall create worshiping spirits that shall inhabit the earth and habitable places of the heavens. This we shall do that our God may have many children. We must live here many cycles. Let us be grand and glorious in our duties. And so it was the angels and their planetomes, spacecraft, arrived in the galaxy of the Lake of Smokes, uh, of the Lake of Smoke. Uh, lakes of smoke. Pardon me, Milky Way galaxy by photo uh, translation. The planetomes called Tros uh, by the angels are huge structures uh, in size likened to a planet. These planetomes um, uh, on these planetomes, the angels move and travel throughout the galaxies. The planetomes during periods of messengership park in fixed orbits to celestial bodies suns, moons, stars, planets, etc., depending on whether the mass of the celestial uh, celestial body is great enough. The angels can live indefinitely on the planet domes while exploring the universe and traveling on missions. They mine energies from the skies and spheres for power, food, and thought. Uh, their smaller interplanetary vehicles, called domes, are used for transportation once their planet domes are parked. It must be understood that these first uh, uh, domain angels, after de-Hallowing and de-Glorification, take on physical bodies. Their physical bodies are are, uh, neither male nor female. Rarely would would such angels appear into creation in their first presence uh, of physical form. Rather, they appear in phototransitions or physical translations. Uh, uh, that take on similarities of style, looks, and language of their creations. Because of the problem of memory loss when taking a physical body, the angels, who have not yet taken bodies, Teach memory restoration to those who have taken memory bo- uh, uh, taken bodies now this doesn't mean that they there are those that remember the things of the first domain but but it, it means that there are those who will remember the laws and and remember some of the some of the other uh, realities that would otherwise uh, be forgotten by a lot of the people. Because uh, of the problem of memory loss when taking a physical body, the angels who have not yet taken bodies teach memory restoration to those who have taken bodies. Once having arrived at their destinations in the galaxy, the angels must refrain uh, from the use of their power and work within the limits and bounds of their assigned authority uh, for the mission. Then yavio saw the thick uh, vapors and the uninhabitable places. Uh, of the Lakes of Smoke and commanded the angels to strum the circuits and fire Z-rays into the vapors that the vapors might be separated from the vapors. The Z-rays ignited masses among the stars, and new stars and planets were born. There was a great star called Astrodon, and it was the greatest star in the galaxy of the Lake of Smokes. Astrodon was located in the belt of the galaxy, and it was growing larger. Uh, if it had if, for it had great gravitational traction uh that were that were uh, causing a fo- uh, uh, a folding of the masses, so we're going to stop right there um and we'll pick up from there next week uh <clears throat> It just always takes longer than you think. We still have all of this incredible revelation to read about, uh, you know, Lucifer, Satan, and his trial and his pleadings, which I thought we would get into today, but I just couldn't quite make it. But yeah, that's all right. We'll just keep going. We'll just keep going forward, and uh, we will uh, we will eventually have all this reading, which is just sensational. Because you need to know some of these things about the laws. If you don't know the laws, how then can you come into this? court trial of the white throne judgment and understand the basis for how there could even be uh, you know a white throne judgment if there were no laws that could be broken and and but with understanding the laws that ex- that were made uh, for angels that are in creations you can then understand how that angels can break these laws and when they do they have to come before the white throne judgment which it describes in Daniel which it describes in, in uh, uh, you know, Revelations, uh, which I shared with you those scriptures last week. And so it is a beautiful, beautiful time of the receiving of God's Word. And uh, again, sorry that I didn't uh, get to the, um, uh, the court trial uh, of Lucifer, but we will. And uh, <clears throat> you need to hang and hold with all this incredible information. You need to just thank God that this is being revealed at this time, praise God, Father in heaven. I want to pray for these people out there who are who are fighting illness in their body. Reach out to them now, touch them, heal them, deliver them. Cause your Holy Spirit to protect them day by day, hour by hour. We thank you for this opportunity. We ask God your blessings upon the people who are the listeners. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost, God bless you. We love you. Goodbye for now.